Welcome to section 100 of the Doctrine and Covenants. It's kind of a milestone this year. Hit triple digits and hit section 100. Section 100 is given in October of 1833. Uh, Joseph and Sidney go to um, Canada to preach the gospel. There was a convert who had family and friends there and said, please, please go and share the gospel with them. And so they go. And in right before this revelation is received, uh, I believe it's the day before. Let me just double check my notes here. Yeah, let's say it's the day before Joseph recorded in his journal that he felt very peaceful. He felt confident about their mission and about what they were doing. But he said, quote, uh, but I have much anxiety about my family. And section 100 is uh, in large measure comfort to Joseph and Sydney about their families while they're gone. And I think there's something really cool to learn here. How did the prophet get this revelation? The prophet got this revelation first by recording in his journal, writing down. And we've talked about that. If, you're, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you've heard me talk about how important it is that we record things. Um, but it, So he started with that, but what did he do in his journal? He, he recorded his real fears, his real anxieties. And I'm sure that his prayers that evening and the next morning were not so much about him and Sydney and their mission, because as recorded in his journal, he, was, he wasn't concerned about that. He said, the Lord is with us. But he's concerned about his family, and, and so he, as he has this on his mind, and as he's recording this, and as he is presumably praying about this, revelation came. That's, that's a template that you don't have to be Joseph Smith to follow. That's a template that doesn't have to be the beginnings of the church in 1833. It doesn't have to result in a section of the Doctrine and Covenants. What, what are these sections of the Doctrine and Covenants? These are the words of the Lord to his children. You can receive, as a child of, of God, his words. And it starts by, you know, thinking and pondering and praying and recording in your journal things that are on your mind and that, that concern you. And the Lord will speak to you. Um, in verse 1, the Lord starts by calling Joseph his friends. And this is in, you know, significant relation to John chapter 15, uh, the, the last night of Christ's mortal uh, ministry, he refers to his disciples as his friends. And why is that important? Because as he says that it's his friends that he lays down his life for. I think sometimes, you know, we may think that, oh, it's too light and informal to think of Christ as your friend. But that's exactly who he laid his life down for. And so then you have to ask, well, what does it take and what does it mean to be a friend? What does it take and mean to be Christ's friend? And as you ask yourself those questions, I think there comes some, some answers that can guide you in becoming his friend, becoming, guide us in becoming the people who he laid his life down for. Um... Some of the words of comfort that were given is in verse 13 that Zion is going to be chastened for a little season. Again, that they Zion is being chastened at this time. 
This is in October 1833, July of 1833, just a few months before this. is when I, We've talked about, you know, Section 98, and, uh, when persecution really heated up. The Saints are being persecuted, driven out of Missouri, they uh, out of Jackson County. They were supposed to be given until January, and they weren't. Um, and we'll even get more into that in Section 101 which is given in December, which is you know, about two months after section 100. But the Lord tells Joseph, look, no matter what you see in this life, no matter what happens to Zion now, just know that Zion shall be redeemed. And he uses this word chastened again from section 95 and from other places as well, obviously, but recently that we've discussed section 95 and how important that chastening is to purify and the Lord chastens those whom he loves. Um, in verses 3 through 5, the Lord says that an effectual door would be opened through the mission that Joseph and Sidney were on. So let's talk about this mission. Uh, a man named Moses Nickerson is baptized and converted. And later on, he is the one that uh, creates uh, an introduction that Parley P. Pratt uses. So Parley P. Pratt goes back to this area, uh, I think two or so years later, and he walks through this door that Joseph and Sidney created, that the Lord said that they would be creating through this effectual door, that the Lord said he would create through them. Uh, Parley P. Pratt walks right on through that door. Uh, Moses Nickerson introduces him to someone uh, whose name is John Taylor. And... Obviously, John Taylor becomes a prophet, president of the church, but also in the influence that John Taylor and uh, Parley P. Pratt had in this area, uh, there's countless number of, of people who are baptized, and I mean, we can count that number, but who are impacted by those baptisms and those convert converts. Um, and so, Joseph and Sidney did have success, and there were... Uh, converts and people who um, had faith in and believed what they uh, taught and were baptized, but the real impact of this mission is even isn't even felt then. It's it's later on, and so we can kind of see here that the Lord speaks to us in in this way, right? He tells Joseph and Sydney, "I'm going to open an effectual door." What does that mean? And they think probably, hey, look, oh, look, we made a door. These people stepped through it, and we had a good trip. And they turn back around, and they head back. Um, and by the time section 101, look, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not an expert, so I don't know the exact timelines. But what I know is that by the time section 101 is revealed, that's in December. So two months later, they're back in uh, Kirtland. So... They're in. They're not. They're not in Canada in this on this mission for very long. And so they might have thought, "Hey, look, we had some success. That was good. The Lord fulfilled His promise to us." But we, I think, rarely see the the true impacts and the true meaning of what the Lord tells us until we look back. It's when we look back and learn from the past um, that we can really see the words of the Lord fulfilled. In fact, Nephi teaches us about Isaiah's words. He says that 
one of the ways in which we can understand Isaiah, because he, he admits Isaiah can be difficult to understand. He lists several ways to, to, to understand him. He's like, look, you got to have faith in Christ, essentially is what he says. You should know our language or and like our traditions, uh, you know, surrounding Jerusalem and, and the areas around Jerusalem and things. Just understanding geography, even uh, where cities are, that really helps you. But then he also says, look, the only way you're going to understand Isaiah is in the days in which his prophecies are fulfilled. So not until after they're fulfilled, people will be, will be able to look back and say, oh, look, Isaiah said this, and this thing finally has now happened. Now we can understand it. I think that I think the, the word of the Lord to us in our individual lives can also be the same. He'll give us what we need for the now, but he's not constrained by time. And so it's also for future reference and future future things. And again, how do you understand those things and how do you learn those things and how do you remember those things? It's about recording them and revisiting them. Um, and so as we study and as we seek the Lord and record the word of the Lord to us, we can use that. For me, the hardest part about keeping a journal is knowing what to write and being real and raw and open, right? The easiest things that I do record, though, is when I like feel like I've definitely received revelation, and I, I'll write those things right on down. But it's about combining that with who am I really? I'm not not putting on a fake me or mask for some future person that might read this to think, oh, he was such a great guy. It's, it's, it's about trying to be real so that when I, for me, for myself, go back and I read it, I can remember who I was then. I can see that that person and I can see what the Lord said to that person. And now I'm a different person. It may be two years later and I'm a different person now. And I can see what the Lord said then and it applied to that old that old man of me. But now it applies to the new one as well in a different way. So anyway, that's enough rambling for this episode. I appreciate you listening. Um, and I hope you'll join me in the next episode as we discuss section 101.